0: Welcome to Optimal Self, the art of becoming the best version of you. Join us as we talk with extraordinary people who are on the journey to living to their optimal self. We dive deep into their minds to learn what they do on a daily basis to create optimal results. They share their tools and insights
1: so you can implement them into your own life to become the best version of you. Here's your host, Jeremy Herriter.
0: All right. Welcome back to Optimal Self Conversations, where we talk to incredible people who, through adversity, grit, and persistence, are forging the path to being the best version of themselves. They join us to give you, the listener, the tools to do the same. I am super honored today to have what I call now a a good buddy. Met him in Costa Rica at a mastermind within the first five minutes. I was like, I need to spend more time with this guy for sure on this trip, but uh, for the rest of my life. So I'm introducing to our audience, my good buddy, Sam Newell. He is the CEO of Multifamily Investment Club, started as a realtor, single agent, and is now one of the top syndicators in my estimation. Again, this is is my opinion, one of the best, one of the largest uh, in the country. So Sammy,
1: thanks for joining us, buddy. Jeremy, man, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Every conversation with you is fun and and I always leave with something and, and I always leave inspired. So I'm excited.
0: All right, man. Well, let's have some fun. So again, our audience is really, you know, the people that listen in are looking for those things, those little nuggets from people who have had some success and they're looking for those nuggets that can actually, they can take away from conversations like this, implement it into their life. And so give us a little background, man. You know it's funny. And I always say this is that we always see people on the top of the mountain. Like we always see them when they're, they're up there, you know, you know, I'm watching the Olympics right now. Right. You see, I saw the kid, the guy up there, man, he was crying. He stands up there with a gold medal. And and I think, wow, that's incredible. We see him at, at this incredible part, right. Of his life in the back for me, as I know, being an athlete, being a business owner, I'm like, yo, that was a lot of early mornings. That was yeah, a lot yeah. of late nights. That was a lot of not going out with your friends. That was a lot. Like, there's so much sacrifice to get to whatever the top of the mountain is for us as individuals. And here you are now. Tell a little bit about your last couple of years
1: and and where you're at today and, and what you're doing. Thanks, man. And I think that's a really good point. We don't see the hard work that gets put in. We go watch the Olympics and think, oh, wow, you know, they're pretty good at that. They spent 10,000 hours, maybe 20,000 hours more doing what they do. And so, you know, someone told me a long time ago, LeBron James has a coach. He's a multiple coaches. Michael Phelps didn't go to school dances or finally got to go like one school dance instead of go to practice one day. So we don't see a lot of the hard work that people put in. And social media is crazy, crazy. It just augmented that a huge amount. You know, you see all these amazing lifestyles, the Ferraris, the Lambos, the Jets, all these people like to brag and, and some of it's fake, but some of, it, some of it's real. We just don't know what they had to do to get there. So I loved your your intro, persistence. And that really stood out to me because I've never been naturally the best at what I do ever. I've had to work my ass off and I've had to learn a lot. And I've had to go through a lot of lows and some highs and learn from each one of those. and What I think I am the best at is reflecting on what I'm doing and being coachable and being, I have a real estate coach. I have a business coach. um, I have partners who give me feedback. And so I've been the most persistent at what I do. And I've been the most dedicated to being coachable, just like these Olympic athletes. None of those gold medalists, silver, bronze, anybody competing in the Olympics, let's just put it that, is extremely coachable. And extremely persistent. And they've spent 10,000 hours perfecting the craft. And there's a lot of people listening to your podcast saying, hey, I want that lifestyle. I want what Jeremy has. I want what uh, my neighbor has. But it's really about persistence and putting in the hours. And again, I, I tell my people that I coach, the new agents that I train, and everyone, I've never been the best. I've never been the natural I've been the most persistent. I will not give up. And every time I fail, I learn from it and I go back and I, I figure it out. So um, talk about persistence, man. That That's the thing that I love that gets me excited.
0: Yeah, that's, that's such a great point. I say it this way and I actually have it here. It says all success is built off of one factor, the willingness to learn. And you just said it, right? Your persistence is like, oh, I can... Because again, it comes down to skills and knowledge and applied knowledge more than anything, applied skills, right? And so it's funny that you say that because this comes, what comes to mind when you said that is that, and I I think it was uh, Tim Grover, he wrote Relentless and he's got a new one out called Winning, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. He's like, you know, all these coaches, but he has, he was talking about talent and hard work. Mm -hmm. And what he was saying is that most people give up before talent is the real factor right so again mm-hmm. you look at the nba all those guys are incredible you know how absolutely amazing you have to be to suck at the nba like <laughs> do you know you, do you know how amazing you have to be i was watching swimming last night right do you know how amazing you have to be to get eighth place at the olympics like oh yeah it's unreal how good that person is right yeah and they'll never be known or their name will never be said right because they're like oh shit you got eighth place all right whatever right Right? but you know how incredible you have to be so again the talent for all of us and i love that you said hey i'm not the most talented i'm not that guy because i you know me i wasn't either (laughs) i mean i was little man and and it was work so let's put some context to you, because you've had some incredible success with your business over the last, what would it be, like 24 months maybe, or, or a little uh, bit? 2017 through
1: now has been pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> let's let the audience in on that secret. Like, What yeah. was that success? What did you do? And what were those kind of numbers?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, high level, uh, became a seven-figure producing real estate agent in 2018. Raised $19 million and purchased just over $51 million worth of multifamily as a syndicate last year in 2020. Before that, I did great as a real estate agent, enjoyed a, a great lifestyle, worked my butt off. But if we look at 2018 and what happened, it was all 2016 and 2017. And you, if you look at those years, they were great. You know, made a quarter million, about half a million in 2017, quarter million in 2016. Great money. But then if you look at 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012, 2011, I paid the price. I cold called 40, 50 people every day, five days a week and every other Saturday. And rain, snow, I knocked doors. I remember getting a listing appointment in December. It was 15 degrees out in a blizzard and I had a buyer that needed a house and I was knocking doors looking for a house for this buyer. And I got hired. The guy said, if you're willing to bust your ass that hard in a snowstorm, I'll hire you. So it's stuff like that, cold calling. And, and before I got my real estate license, I knocked doors to pay for school. I was a janitor during the school year at BYU. And then during the summers, I'd sell alarm systems and whatever city they sent me to that summer, paid for school that way. And so it was a lot of hard work. And I've had a real estate coach the whole time pushing me. And, and, and so it's been really fun seeing this success. But if we go back to the persistence aspect. You know, there was days I really did not want to cold call 50 new people and then do follow up with the leads I had every single day. There were days I didn't want to get to the office by 7am to pras- practice my skills and my scripts and to become a better salesperson. And there was months where the cash flow wasn't amazing. And I was going off of blind faith and just knew that I had to push through the, the lows. And um, so 2018 was fun. You know, it, w- it was amazing. But I, it felt even better because I knew the price I had to pay and the persistence for eight and a half years of real estate and cold calling 40, 50 people every day to get to that point. And that's been more satisfying, way more satisfying than the amount of money I made is knowing that I was persistent and pushed as hard as I did and the success was fun. But um, achieving what I achieved was absolutely rewarding. Without the money aspect, you know, it, it was knowing that I became the type of real estate agent, producer, dad, husband, person that I wanted to be because I was persistent about it and and wouldn't give up. Wow! So let's back out of that. I want to give everybody a second to digest
0: it because you you were calling fifty plus people daily and every other Saturday. You door knocked in in a blizzard, and so the people that that aren't in the real estate field, let's just, if they're in any sales business, and actually let's just take it this way. And I wanna say it to you this way, and this is a a quote that we use a lot here at Optimal Self that I say all the time, and it's excellence in anything increases your potential in everything. And what I heard right there, which is even intriguing to me, because we spent a lot of time together and I didn't, you know, listening to you now, I'm like, wow, okay, because again, I get to see you stand up and speak at a mastermind in this mansion on the beach in Costa Rica that you know is just the most beautiful backdrops yeah. and incredible and incredible time and, and everything and you see and, and people hear that right you raised 19 million and bought 51 million in assets and you're turning an incredible profit for your investors and now you're this big syndicator and it's like it's wonderful yeah. but you know even for me I'm like okay cool but I know. Okay, let me hear what real. Let me know what's really going on. Let me know how. Sure. And so to hear that, and I want you to expand on this because you said I was learning scripts and I was doing that. So again, excellence in anything, right? We have to get great, and we all have the ability to do that at the small skill, at the little thing, the small thing. Like, what's the right. thing that I can control? I can control what I say, what comes out of my mouth. I can control what goes into my brain, and that's what I'm going to get really good at. And then I'm going to go have these conversations with people. And ultimately it's going to turn, you know, business happens because excellence in anything. And it increases your potential, everything. Cause let's be clear. Okay. So I want everyone to get a timeline here, here, this young kid, right? Tall, great hair, beautiful man, (laughs) walking in tall, dark (laughs) and handsome, right? Those of you guys that are listening to this on the podcast, go to the YouTube channel and check it out. So you can see Sammy. Great looking dude, great beard, always stylish, and uh, here he comes into this—you know, young kid, whippersnapper, but a go-getter. Like I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And from 11 through what 15, it was just—I mean, making a living, really, right? Is just yeah. crushing until it finally started to pay dividends.
1: Right. Well, and and you know, if we talk about the word excellence, I was good. I my goal, and here's the funny part about the story. My goal was to make 100000 a year in real estate. I didn't grow up with money. I thought 100000 was a lot of money. And my first 12 months in real estate, well, I was in school. My first 12 months in full-time real estate made 100000 I was like, oh, shoot, that's not a lot of money anymore. You know, when you're trying to invest it, you're trying to flip homes, and you want to build a lifestyle for your family. And there's a temptation to become complacent. And it's weird how at 100000 I was like, well... So I only need to sell 20 homes a year and I can live like this. I can live comfortably. And, and my broker pushed me to expand my thinking, which I did. And, and he told me, Sam, someday you're going to make a million dollars a year in real estate. I thought this mother effer's crazy. What <laughs> in the hell? A million dollars? That's not for me. I could never do that. And he brainwashed me. I mean, the guy was just, I owe him the world. But he pushed me to be excellent. And he said, you're good. He's like, you're not that good. And luckily I was coachable and I took that the right way. And every year for the next five years, I increased my income by 50,000 a year and I pushed hard and I pushed really hard and I invested a lot of my money and kept myself not complacent for coaching and spending every down I could on investments, which made me poor. so I had to go out and produce again because I kept investing everything I made. But um, yeah, it's, it was a grind and I'm glad that I was pushed to be excellent and had my mind opened The thing, though, that I think he taught me the best, and this is an actionable item for your listeners, very few people will let themselves be held accountable. And that's what being truly coachable is. Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, they didn't just win all those races because they're fast. They had to push as well. And they maybe, maybe Usain Bolt isn't just naturally the fastest man in the world. Maybe he trained harder than everyone else. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know but I know I let myself be held accountable. And if I was into the office by 7 a.m. after going to the gym at 5.30 a.m., my broker had a check in his desk drawer and I had to text him a picture of the clock when I got to the gym before 5.30 and a picture of the clock getting to the office before 7 a.m., he would cash it for a thousand bucks. And back then that was a lot of money. Still is. I I don't want to lose a thousand bucks. And there was zero excuses. I could be vomiting at 5 a.m. I still had to leave my house in a snowstorm. There was no excuse not to get to the gym. And I would get there and I would like take a picture of the clock. If I was really sick, I'd go back and sleep in my car. Then I'd get to the office by 7 a.m. I'd push through, do my contacts for the day, go home and and sleep off whatever I had if I was really sick. Usually I just ended up working and, and pushing through. But without that accountability in my life, I would not be where I where I am today. And I started increasing my accountability. And said, okay, I'm not as good as the scripts I am. So every day for one year, I had an accountability to write out my listing presentation script. And I wrote it out full five days a week for one year until it was so good and so natural that I became a great listing agent. And then I did it with investors. And so what I realized is I wasn't happy being a low producer or I wasn't happy not being an amazing dad. And so I started setting in these accountabilities with money attached and consequences attached because the human nature that that we all share is we're way more adverse to consequences than we are motivated by goals and um so i set a lot of ac- a lot of consequences in my life for not becoming the type of person i wanted to become and a producer i wanted to be and um i would say if you're listening to the podcast accountability and setting painful accountability allowing yourself to be coachable and held accountable is absolutely the best thing you could ever do
0: So well said. I I love it, and I I feel the same way because in a lot of times for us, we're not (laughs) well being accountable to ourselves is just not enough. It's not. It just is not enough. It doesn't work long term because we can always let ourselves down. Because again, I've heard people say it. I've had people say it to me. It's like, oh, nobody else is getting hurt, just me. So it doesn't really matter, right? Right. (laughs) And I'm like, whoa, that is the exact opposite of everything that you should be that you should be thinking and feeling because that kind of response and so here you are again <laughs> i hope people heard this every day i'm working on the skill right because when i hear it i'm like okay i'm in the office by 7 i'm like well you know it's kind of rude. I mean, I know if I got a phone call at seven, I'd be pretty pissed. You know what I mean? So I know you're not calling people at seven. Start right? at eight,
1: not seven. Yeah, start at. Yeah, eight. You're,
0: but here's my point: you didn't show up at seven fifty-five or seven fifty-eight to call at eight. Right? You got there at seven to prepare to call at eight. Absolutely. Right. And so again, because preparation in life is the key. Because if you'll prepare, if you, and again. In optimal self, we call it setting your intention, right? Right. It literally, principle six of optimal self. When you go through our principle six, is be intentional. I have a whole entire series to teach you what that means and how to do it, right? Like every single thing is intentional. So you're teaching yourself at a young age, uh, at an age when when success wasn't something that just came naturally. I didn't just walk into a million dollar business, and here you right. are building it, and now you turn into a million dollar producer. And I want people to understand that means you're taking home a million dollars, right? And again, in our world today, you and I talked about this before, you know, a million isn't, it isn't a ton of money either anymore, right? we thought yeah. a hundred thousand. I was the same way you were. Man, a hundred thousand, yeah. then I made 137,000 the first year I was ever doing it. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I was like, then the 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 accountant calls and he's like, okay, you owe this much in taxes. And I was like, where am I going to get that? He's like, "Oh, no, he made 137,000, right?" Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, "Oh shit, okay." So anyway, so so here you are, you build this business and you get to that that million dollar spot, right? So you've created some habits that have got you there. What again, I say it this way cuz I did a long podcast on Kobe Bryant a few months back and I want to tribute cuz it's exactly you're you're exactly the same way. See, Kobe did not master basketball. Matter of fact, he missed more shots than he made, right? Mm -hmm. Like No one would ever say you're a master, right? If you, if you think about it, but what Kobe mastered was the art of showing up, the art of getting his ass up and getting to the gym or getting to whatever. And I say that for this reason, because I want you to, to expand on your, on your method, because if you look at Kobe's life, He mastered the art of showing up. He took more shots. He never missed a practice. Insane cardio workouts because he he knew in the fourth quarter, you're going to be tired and I'm not. That's when I'm going to drop 25 on you. And we were down by 20. We just beat you by five, right? And so here we go. But now let's fast forward. He retires. There's a really cool story about when he wrote his documentary, right? He produced Mm -hmm. his own film. He actually won an Oscar. I don't know if people know that that are listening, but he actually, you know, so he won world championships playing basketball. He also won the world championship making a movie. He wrote right. a documentary, right? Called Dear Basketball. Go watch it, listen to it. It's phenomenal. Now, listen, right. but the same thing happened. Those producers, those people that he got around him to produce this movie, say the same thing. He was there before us. He had shit wrote out on the whiteboards. He was ready to go. He had books of stuff. He had plans. He had all like he was there hours before anybody else showed up. So, right. again, He wasn't a writer, he wasn't a director. He never made a movie before, just like in basketball. He had never won a world championship in the NBA, but he mastered the art of showing up, persistence, grit, getting up every single day, even the days you don't want to, right? And so it rolls over into literally everything he's ever done. So again, excellence in anything increases your potential in everything. Hey listeners, it's Jeremy. wanted to say thank you so much for listening and i wanted to take a quick break from the episode and remind you that at www.optimalself.today you can gain access to our free did i say it free identity creator course plus right now two bonus downloads that will forever change the way you go to bed and wake up in the morning. did i mention that this is all free it is for a limited time Thank you guys again for listening. And again, the website is www.optimalself.today. Now let's get right back to the episode. So here you are, Sammy. You get to that point. Now you're a million dollar real estate agent.
1: Now what? Well, let's go back to Kobe really quick. because I love that example. And then I want to talk about Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony entered the NBA as an NCAA champion with Syracuse. He entered the same year as LeBron James. And I love this example when I coach my new agents or talk to my coaching students. There's one difference between the two. They're both six eight. Physically, they're specimens. The most talented dudes, and they're my same age. So it's been fun watching them. You know, Carmelo might make it the, the Hall of Fame just because he's made a lot of shots. But the biggest difference between Carmelo and LeBron is LeBron's willingness to show up and learn how to become a champion. He had to put in the effort. Carmelo stopped at his talent. He was extremely talented and and physically gifted. That's basically his career. LeBron put teams on his back and his mental ability to just will his team to a championship, to come back from 3-0 against Golden State, is not a championship. He's not a champion in my mind. He's not a champion. LeBron's, you know, physical gifts and, and talents aside, LeBron's a champion. And, and so that's a great example. I like I like to think about and, and talk about. So I'm sorry I got distracted. Repeat your last question, but I had to. Point no, no, no.
0: <laughs> no, you're right on it. That's perfect. And it's a great segue and for people to understand is that you know you and I love sports. We were, I'm you know an athlete, you were an athlete, but all of those attributes. We're able to use in our lives today, in our business today. So here you are building the habits that it took to make a hundred grand, right? Mm -hmm. And then those habits rolled over into a couple new habits that got you to a quarter million. And then those habits, right, that I have now, and those are the those are quarter million dollar habits. And I want people to understand this: quarter million dollar habits don't get you million dollars, they get you a quarter million dollars. So if you're not willing to learn, if you're not willing to grow. They, two and, and that's not bad, but those are $250,000 habits. They're right. not million dollar habits. So I had to right. learn something new to get to the million. And now here right. I am at a million and guess what? Now I got million dollar habits, right. but what's the next step? So what were those things? How do you see it? Right. And how did that transfer and into your life? I mean, cause now let's be clear. You've gone on to raise $19 million by 50 plus million in assets. And I believe you're looking at something else right now. So how did that happen for
1: you? What yeah. does that look like? Yeah, going back to your question is the excellence in anything increases your potential and everything. It's a perfect quote because as I became more disciplined and more accountable in my real estate career, I said, okay, I'm a dad now, you know, we had one in 2013 I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to become the best dad. How am I falling short and I'd analyze myself? And I talk to my real estate coach about it. You know, he's a dad. And we had Liam when in 2017 and I was able to step away from the office and have my office at the house. And so as a dad, it's been, I've always wanted to be a great dad, but I'm not naturally a perfect dad. And so I absolutely wanted to give my kids the best I could be. And as a husband as well, now I'm, I'm actually in the middle of a crazy divorce with some situations. It's sad, it's, it's sad, but I was telling a friend, I gave everything I could and my ex walked out on me and the kids and it's sad, but I was telling a, actually a gal I'm dating. What's interesting is I have a badge of honor that I can wear that I did give 100% everything I possibly could. And I strove to give more every year and every year. And there are some things that are out of your control. And so that's where the persistence comes in and self-reflection comes in. And yes, I could have done more and I'm reflecting and working on how I can be that person. But as a business partner, I'm learning. As a partner, I'm learning. And I will not give up until I am better. And there's no end goal in becoming better. I can't just say, okay, I've arrived. And that's where a lot of people, I think, fail and miss the point of life. It's not just to hit a goal. It's about... Well, you're, you know, that banner behind you, optimal self, there's no definition of what my optimal self is. There is zero yeah. definition. The only definition I have is better. And that's what Kobe did. He just wanted to be better. And that's what champions do is they, there's a world record, world records will always be broken in the Olympics. I think there was one set in swimming a couple of days ago it, The Filipinos won their first gold medal, by the way, which was awesome. That was really cool. You know, there's always going to be someone that does a little bit better than you, or you can always do a little bit better than you did before. And so by becoming a million dollar producer in, in real estate sales, I learned that I was really good at working with investors and I'm pretty nerdy. And I was really good at finding the best investments and helping people with their building their portfolios. And that allowed me to buy $50 million with the properties last year with other people's money, with, with their money, and get the trust and earn the trust and now produce amazing results for them. They're making a ton of money and they're so excited. They love it. And this year, we're going to buy another $50 million. Next year, we're probably going to buy about $100 million worth of multifamily because of the momentum. But it took a lot of work. And my next relationship is going to be that much better because I'm willing to be coached and receive feedback. And as a dad right now, I am getting better. I'm working consciously on being a better dad. I just hired a CEO coach to become a better CEO and a better business partner. And so what was amazing for me, and this is really a life-changing experience, is I built the habits and my confidence grew. And as a person, I really felt like I blossomed in 2017, 2018. And that's when I really started believing that the sky's the limit. And I had so many self-limiting beliefs in every aspect of my life. And it took a lot of years of discipline and hard work, but with discipline and hard work comes confidence in yourself. And that's why accountability is so important because when you're true to yourself and you do what you say you're going to do, confidence comes and that affects every aspect of your life. And, you know, I'm in the middle of a nasty divorce and people ask me how I'm doing and I am fantastic. I love my life right now because I've learned so much and I know the next 10 years, 12 years are going to be so much better than the last, Mm. so much astronomically better because I'm learning from my mistakes. I'm learning from my failures and there is no way in hell in 10 years, I'm going to be the same person I am right now. Damn. That's so well said. I love it. So
0: I want you to stay on that for a second because again, we teach and we talk about this all the time and- it's not about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Yeah. And I hope the audience heard what you just said, is that I am fantastic because I am going to, because I know that the next 10 years are gonna be better than the last 10. And that is a very important piece, right? Uh, and Viktor Frankl's "Man Search for Meaning, right? Yep. He talks about yep. those camps and those concentration camps that you could literally see the moment that it flipped in somebody where they were giving up. Right. Right. And then they were literally dead within 48 hours. You know, and he, he stayed on right where he created schools in these things and he was teaching and and all this kind of stuff. But what he was saying is the same thing you're saying now is that my current circumstance isn't my future. I get to control the future. I get to write that script. And so, here you are now, right? And you built some habits. That's a very important piece for people to understand is that we have to do the little things extremely well, right? Again, we, you and I'll use the I'll use the, the basketball analogy. It's the fundamentals, right? You have to do those things really. But it doesn't matter if you can dribble behind your back and through your legs. It doesn't matter if you can make the one shot from half court. If you can't stand up there and hit 10 out of 10 free throws, Don't ever take, you know what I mean? Like, like there's a fundamental to it. And the same thing goes for us now in our lives, right? So what are the things now, Sammy, that have, that keep you on that path? Because none of us are, right? Like we all get off a little bit. So what is it that keeps you on the path? and, And how do you stay driving and knowing that those next 10 years are gonna be the best 10 years ever? What is it that keeps you going? Or what is it the things that you do to drive that?
1: Essentially, what is my why? And we were talking about dream boards with my partners. I think, I don't know, it's, I'm very, very a driven person, but also seeing success has given me a taste of what I want in life. And so I've been very self-reflective in what I really want in a partner, what I really want in my kids, what I want to teach them. I can't control what they choose and can't really control the people they become but I can control what I teach them and and what I do for them. And I can't control my business partners, but I can control the type of business partner I am and the direction we take our company. So number one, on the business side of things, it's been really exciting. Um, My goal is to make double digit returns for my investors and to become a better syndicator, a better multifamily buyer. I need to be more successful. I need to raise more money. I need to hit better returns. And our goal is to get to a billion dollars in assets held by 2029. And if you look at the people that have done that, they get better returns for their investors because they are that aggressive and they want to grow. And the people that are complacent and just, you know, I'll do a couple deals a year because I probably could. I could probably make some great money and do a couple deals a year, maybe one a quarter. And my investors would be making good money I could work 20 hours a week and just kind of hang out. I'm not going to do that. My goal is to get to a billion and I'm going to do it. And as I do more business, I've already seen it. I'm getting better deals. And because of that, my investors are making more money. As a dad, I have seen some really fun things. And, and you know, my daughter is really worried about my seven-year-old daughter who didn't understand what a divorce was and was just pissed, so angry that... She was only with me 50% of the time. And, you know, I've been a stay a work from home dad since 2017 to take care of her and my, and my son. And it was hard. And I had to help brainwash her in December, January. She was struggling at school. She thought she was dumb because she has ADHD. She didn't understand why she couldn't focus. All she knew is that she tried and, and she was creating these self-limiting beliefs. And I knew as a dad and as someone who's obsessed with personal progress and, and building my own self-esteem, I knew I could then help her build her own. And I brainwashed her and I told her, Heidi, you're one of the smartest kids in your class. She said, no, I'm not, I can't focus. I said, that has nothing to do with how smart you are. Yeah, so you struggle focusing a little bit. You are one of the smartest kids in your class. And my goal is to build her self-esteem to be better than mine ever was. And within about two months after affirmations, every morning with her on the way to school, Telling her every time I put her to bed at, at sing her a song, you know, one of the last things I would tell her is, You're one of the smartest kids in your class. Remember that. She started telling people, I'm one of the smartest kids in my class. My dad told me so. Her grades went from whatever they were up to all straight A's. And her teacher called me and said, I don't know what you're doing, but Heidi loves school now. She thinks she's smart, and she is one of the smartest kids in her class. And so, you know, I, I have a lifestyle and not just a lifestyle, but um, things that I want to do with my family, things I want to I do with my business. I don't have any end goals. You know, get to a billion is not my end goal. That's just my 10-year goal that started in 2019. 10 years with my kids is to build an amazing self-image for them, teach them humility, take them to countries that are poor and help them realize how fortunate they are as a person to be an amazing partner and just keep progressing. And so what makes me tick, I think, is the endless pursuit of being better and my optimal self. And I think anybody should have you as a coach. <laughs> I have two coaches right now and I didn't tell you this in Costa Rica. I didn't tell you this now, but when I finish with one of the coaches and I have the mental capacity, I'd love to be coached by you. would love that. And I will never not have one or two coaches at the same time because it's not about any specific goals. It's about becoming absolutely better as a person in all aspects. And that's what I'm really excited for is there's so many different things I can do, so many different people I can I can help that um, I'm not going to stop improving and I'm not going to stop at a billion. I'm not going to stop at being a good dad. I'm just going to keep getting better. And that's mm. the goal right now.
0: Man, so much comes to mind when you speak on those levels. And I want to I make sure that we let people, I, I, I want people to truly hear what, you know, get something, Thing from that because everything that you're saying is so true in this and you just said something about the kids and I want to stay on that for a second and is that we call it generational habits right literally we've put it all over the we I mean we're, we're coining that phrase and, and the reason why we came up with that is when we were sitting down Building out optimal self and a, and a lot of you know I'm going back to journals that I've been writing in for decades. I'm going back and there's all kinds of fun stuff in there. You know what I mean when you go back and look at it. And yeah. I was sitting with with one of my partners, and he literally said to me, "He's like, man, everything that you're doing. He's like, because we talk a lot about generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I love investing. We love you know these big deals and and at the end of the day, that's great, but." most people don't understand is that generational wealth most of the time is gone by like the second or third generation. Yep. And the reason and he asked me, he said, why do you think that is? And I said, it's because the wealth is passed down, right? You and I can pass down buildings all over the country to our kids and to our heirs. We can. Right. But what happens is the habits that we built right to create that wealth are not passed down. So they have the wealth and they have the assets, but they don't have the habits to keep them or build upon them. And so everything that you just said was beautiful, man. And I hope people heard is that you're creating and helping and setting those habits and not just passing down the money, not just passing down, you know, the, the nice things that we get to have today, but I'm passing down the habits and it comes back down to the, to the story you told about your daughter is, and I wrote it down is, you know, building self-esteem. And you also said this, and I hope people wanted to is, is self-image and that gets lost in parenting and all of us, cause a lot of us right now deal with just that alone. Because of Instagram yeah. and because of it all, our self-image is lessened or limited or even crushed in some ways. And so yeah. what you did is, again, I did it with affirmations. I spoke them into to it. I spoke them to her. We said them together, right? Yeah. You are yeah. one of the smart, because again, right? I think Henry Ford said it, right? You b- believe you can or you can't. You're right. right. And here we are with a seven-year-old Believing she can't. Wow, if she doesn't have somebody to go, wait a second. No, it's not ADHD. No, it's not take this pill. No, it's not, here's the magic thing. No, it's not going to this lesser classroom over here. So it's so you have more time. No, it's changing your belief today at seven. So that when you are 27, 37, 47, you're not still dealing with it. Because now that you've come out of it and you you've learned. That, wait a second, I can learn. Hold on a second. I am smart as everyone else. It's just a matter of application. And she believed in, I can I can apply myself. And when she believed in the application, you're getting the phone calls from the school going, oh my God, you've you worked miracles, right? It's like, yeah. no, I didn't. <laughs> that's not, a, no, I didn't. We it spoke just it into part existence. Of her brain. Yeah, we just, we just gave her the power to choose herself. We gave her back her power. And that's a it's a beautiful thing, man. And so for you now, walk going into the syndication. So here we are. And and I hope people heard this, right? When it came time to be a parent, I didn't just go, oh, let's fly by the seat of my pants. I went and bought books right. and I read books and I learned, and because again, there's no right or wrong. There is no book for it, by the way. Like, let's be yeah. clear, because every situation is different. Every kid is different. Right. You know what I mean? But if I can get some ideas and I could know what to look out for, maybe I can better prepare myself for those moments right preparation again is key and now here you are stepping into what gave you the confidence cuz the thing i talk about all the time and people hate hearing me say it i say listen confidence is only earned there is no such thing you can go around and there is no fake it till you make it it's all bullshit you can hear my voice it pisses me off when people act like that no you got to earn that shit no no one's here to give you anything no, I don't care what it is, what people think. There's no entitlement. There's no, no, earn it. If you've right. earned it, then great. Hell yeah, I'm rooting for you, anybody. So how did you earn the confidence? What were those things that you did or where was those feelings that came about where you earned the right, earned the confidence to go out and here I am talking to guys with hundreds of millions of dollars and show them that that I'm the person that they should syndicate with and
1: they should invest with. Great question. And, and that's the biggest thing or the thing that started it all. What I said earlier in the podcast, I owe everything to my broker who started telling me, you're going to make a million bucks a year. And I, man, this guy's crazy, like a million a year. And he kept telling me until, you know, I sat there and thought about it. I was like, well, maybe I should work on myself. Maybe I should just improve. And maybe a million would be doable someday. You know, maybe if I, and so I'd, I'd go to these coaching events Mike Ferry real estate training. I'd go to any training I could and I'd start learning and reading books. The book Psycho Cybernetics, great book. Uh, the book you mentioned was by Victor Frankl. I started consuming and you talked about taking action on knowledge, you know, taking action and, and actually doing it. And so I became obsessed with improving myself. And when I did that, I started to change. I started to have confidence in myself. I started learning about myself what was not desirable. And then in Costa Rica, I challenged a number of people and I said, I will send you a $100 gift card if you'll send a simple email out to your three closest friends and family or three people of your choice. The the deal is you can never respond to the email other than say, thank you. And, And in the email, you have to say, what are the top five things I need to change about myself? Please be brutally honest. And I did this over and over again with a number of different people because I wanted to improve so badly. And as a person, that's where I learned truly what was absolutely undesirable in my personality and my habits as a person that I had the power to change. And I'm still not there. I still have things I need to improve on, but I it was probably 2014 when I did this, 2013, 2014. And I saw a huge difference in my business, the way I was received by my other realtors in my office, by my now my ex-wife by my friends. And I worked so hard at changing those negative habits and and then improving my good habits and my good attributes. My confidence changed as a person. And it was it was just the same thing as practice. I practiced being a happier, nicer, more authentic person and caring about others because I did care. I just didn't show it a lot of the time. I did want to be The best at what i did and so i needed to tell people that and so that's why i'm blasting all over everywhere that i want to get to a billion dollars in assets i was so scared and and unconfident myself i wouldn't tell anyone my goals and now i'm telling everyone hey hold me accountable i better get to a billion by 2029 i don't know how i'm going to do it that's crazy you know That's a lot that's a huge portfolio but i know i can and so you know just improving myself and practicing like crazy And then the stars aligned. I saw opportunities come that would have never come my way had I not improved myself, had I not had the right coach in place. And here's a funny story for you. I was just in Las Vegas two weeks ago at the Mike Ferry Real Estate Training. And there's this coach, we call her G-Money. She's an an older, older, uh, I don't want to call her too old, but she's older than me. She's listening to one of my prospecting calls. I was at a prospecting clinic in Las Vegas, which I went to a ton of to become better at cold calling. And I hung up the phone and she puts her arm around me. She goes, Sammy, you're kind of sounding like a little bitch on the phone. <laughs> she gives me this hug. She's like, what the hell, man? She's, that was terrible. That was, and I, I, you know, I was frustrated. I'd been cold calling all day. And it was people like that who have given me the ability to learn. And I gave her a huge hug when I saw her two weeks ago in Vegas. You know, now she's one of my favorite people. And we'd laugh. You know, we laugh at where I came from and where I am now, but it was people like her who were authentic and honest with me, who taught me how to be authentic and honest and helped me improve. And so if you don't have those type of people in your life, that's why I hire coaches. I want to know how I can improve. And if you're a coach and you're not being honest with me, then you're fired. You're absolutely fired. If you're my friend or you're my business partner and you can't be honest with me and we can't have a good relationship where you say, Jeremy, what the hell? dude, that thing you said yesterday, that was total BS. Like that was offensive or that was not professional. Here's how we need to do it from now on. If I can't say that to you as my business partner and you can't receive that and say, thank you for letting me know I'll improve, then we're not going to be in business together. So that's how I approach my life now and my relationships. And again, with the goal is to improve. So now I'm talking to investors with a hundred million Or I'm on my, this guy's yacht, he's worth 50 million. We're talking about real estate and I feel comfortable. I couldn't sell a house over 300,000 when I started my career because I thought that was a rich person. I was scared of rich people. And now I'm like calling Rand up. Hey, Rand, when are we going to cruise on your yacht again and talk about the next $50 million deal that we're doing together? You know, so it's been a progression, but you've got to have the people in your life and and be willing to hear that negative feedback. It's painful and embarrassing, but you got to work on it. So send an email out. If you want an actual item for for this podcast, tell people to send an email out, say, what can I improve? I'm not gonna come back to you and try to justify why I act that way. I'm just gonna say thank you for the feedback. If you'll do that, you'll see how you can improve.
0: That's very, yeah. And that's a difficult thing, right? Most of us, I mean, we don't wanna hear it a lot of times, but man, when you if you can take it as constructive and you can look at it and say, okay, like, you know, and especially if you get it to three people and three people, you know, of those five things and three people say one of them is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It might be, might be something I need to work on. And there's a quote and forgive me. I don't remember who has said it, but I've heard it in several different places. And it says your business grows to the extent that you do. And man you you are a spitting image of that is as i got better my business got better as i created you know as i created a better me more opportunities came and that's a really important point for people cuz again i hope everyone heard you you said you set a goal in 2019 so 20, a 10 year goal which was a billion in assets not knowing how i was going to get there that doesn't even matter right yeah. but a 10 year goal and a stretch and all those, I want people to understand this. What that does is it allows you to be appropriate in the moment. Because if that is truly your goal and you believe that, then your current self is going to do the things necessary so that that guy 10 years from now, that that's a real thing. And I've got to be on that trajectory. Because if I don't have that, then I'm just idle or really I'm going backward because a goal is not about achieving the goal. You just said it like, I'm, yeah, we're going to get there. 2029, 20, we're going to have a billion assets. There's no okay. doubt, no doubt, but that's not the goal. The goal is who we become in the process. The yeah. goal is to make sure that I'm appropriate in these moments that today I'm the best version of me. That's driving to that goal. Right? right? And right. you've made reference to this a lot, but I want to really hone in on a question I ask everybody on the podcast is that, I mean, one, how do you feel about mentors, which goes without saying in your case, right. but because right. you've made reference to them several times about, so how does somebody that doesn't have Because I'm a firm believer, right? I say it all the time. You're some of the five people that you hang around, right? Get into a better room. I should be the dumbest person in every room I walk into. That's what I want. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even being in Costa Rica was amazing because there were so many brilliant minds that there's those moments where I sat back in my room and I was like, Am I in the, like, these people are fucking brilliant. Like, (laughs) holy shit. And that's, I love that feeling. I do. I've sat in locker rooms, right? Playing baseball and looked around and seen guys that I've been watching on TV my whole life going, Holy cow. And now he's my teammate. Right. And now you're like, Lord. they're going to know, they're going to know I shouldn't be here." <laughs> like, right. Like it's that feeling. So again, for the people that are listening, that don't have the opportunity because there's so many different ways to do this. Right. We talked about books, Those are pennies on the dollar. A lot of times you get them used, you know, but if I don't have the money or the wherewithal to, to necessarily hire the wealth coach and the physical coach and the mental coach and all this, right. What would you suggest, you know, when you didn't have the money, what were the things that you did that people could do today to get on that journey for them to, again, being the best version of them?
1: Really good question. You know, there's YouTube university and there's the podcast university. I think I'm going to send my kids to school, you know, to get a university degree, to get their bachelor's. But I think the most valuable education someone can get is from the podcasts and the free content that exists in our day is insane. I've learned more about starting a fund in a real estate syndication from two or three free podcasts than I've ever read in a book or gained by the $50,000 in courses that I've taken. And that's not to discount the courses because they were vital and fantastic. But I can listen, you know, driving around, I can listen to a couple podcasts a day. And that's why the, your podcast is amazing. So guess what? They can be coached for free and mentored by free by Jeremy <laughs> by listening to your podcast. There's nothing better than that. And they should save their money and then hire you as a coach. You know, like, like that's the only answer. Podcasts until you can afford a coach podcast and educate yourself and stop watching freaking TV. I don't watch TV. I listen to podcasts in my car. I go home and I spend time with my kids and I work. And then when I go back to work, I'm listening to more podcasts and I'm learning. And there's stuff that I'll spit out to my partners. They're like, where did you learn that? I'm like, oh, just, you know, Joe Fairless's podcast He has way more money and assets than I, than I do. And it was free. The guy shared the stuff for free, man. So listen to to Jeremy's podcast and get free mentoring and learn and save your freaking money. Stop watching TV, get a side hustle and go hire a coach. Cause that's, that's the only real answer I can give is hire a freaking coach. And until you do, there's plenty of free material out there.
0: Well, one, I appreciate those kind words. And that is why I walk earth, man. You know, I mean, literally I write it every single morning. My mission is to help and inspire people to change behavior. Through belief and action, so they can be the best version of themselves. And you know, I appreciate those words for sure. So this is the part of the show that I call Quick Hitters. And so Quick Hitters is, is just fun, just off the top. What hits you when you feel this? And so the first word I want to share with you, and, and tell me how it how it affects your life, how it is in your life, or just flat out what it means to
1: you when you hear it, right? Quick hitters. Here we go. Discipline. Jeez allowing yourself to be held accountable Mm. because I'm not the most disciplined. I'm not the naturally best, but I will allow people to hold me accountable. And so discipline is a funny word, man, that people think you have to be naturally self-disciplined and that's not the case. So get help being disciplined, help yourself by allowing other people to help you become disciplined.
0: Well said brother. Well said. And the final one is impact. What does that mean to you? And what do you want to leave on this this earth or your children or whatever?
1: You know, the money really doesn't matter. It's fun. It'll help you help others. You know, the more money you have, the more people you can help, the examples you can set, the employees you can pay for their lives and, and pay them more money. But at the end of the day, every relationship matters. And so... Everything I do, I actually sent a text out to um, one of our property managers in Dallas today. She thought I was blasting her on one of my TikTok videos I made. And I said, Maria, I am so sorry. Your boss messed up. And you unfortunately received some criticism that was not meant for you. We love you to death. I sent her a $200 gift card and I said, Maria, we love you. And I sent her a text today. said, Maria, we love you to death. I'm so sorry. And then I think... Maybe that's something a lot of people would do, but I also think that there's people that probably wouldn't feel too bad. That's just an employee, you know, that, well, they should have been doing better anyways. They should have helped us. But I wanted her to be very clear the fact that we love and appreciate her and that that's how I want to treat people. I want people to be treated fairly. I want my partners to be treated fairly. I want my kids, everybody I come into contact with. And at the end of the day, that's what brings true happiness is treating people right. being honest and being a good person and giving credit where credit is due and when credit isn't due or when someone needs to improve being loving and doing it in a loving way and um that's the impact that I think benefits both people the most is helping others being patient with others treating people right and uh being a happy person you know we're pretty pissed at one of our property managers right now but we're also saying thank you for doing what they do do right and so having gratitude and, and happiness through whatever, whatever you're going through is, is really, really important.
0: Well said, man. I agree. I, you know, it's funny. I was, uh, we were away this weekend and we got to our destination. We were out of the lake. It was pretty hot. And I jumped in, uh, you know, we jumped out of the car and ended up leaving my computer bag in the car just for the night. The next, yeah. And so the next day we got up and went to the lake. And so the, it, it had sat in the car and the next day I had to get up and, and use it, right? I had some some things that I needed to do. So I pulled it out and my screen was gone. Like it turned on fine. I could hear everything. It was really weird, right? And the screen was just, just blank. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I took it in. I bought it at Costco. Mm-hmm. And so I took it into Costco. It didn't have a lot of extra. I had my receipt. It was literally... Four it was one day away from being four months exactly, mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and I just walked up, I said, Hey, you know, screen went blank, and shes you know okay, and she pulls it up. She turns over to this other lady and they start having a little conversation. I can't hear what they're saying, she comes back and she's like, it's a ninety day return policy.' And I was like, and I didn't know the dates cause I, I didn't, it wasn't doing the math in my head. Right. Yeah. So I was on like, you know, 118 days, right. Yeah. So I'm yeah, like,
1: yeah.
0: And she's like, but my manager, she walks over and she's like, Hey, we're going to take care of that for you. Let's just make, you know, see if we have any available. Right. Wow. So she, she, they take care of it. I'm like, Oh, thank you. You know, like, obviously I'm like, Wow that's you didn't thank you very much so she does the whole thing she gives me it walk over to the cage give them this number blah 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 they give it to you oh hey by the way this new one it's actually on sale today you're actually going to get a hundred (laughs) dollars back so here i am turning this in and i'm getting a brand new one and they're going to give me a hundred dollars right and i was like i'm like holy cow so i go over and i do it all and I literally walk out, go down to the, or, you know, grab my car, go across the street to another store, get a gift card, get a card, wrote her a card and a $100 gift card. And I came back and, and, and I awesome. walked back in and I said, Hey, I just, you know, I wanted to say thank you. And she said, what is this for? And I said, you could have given, there's a thousand different ways that you could have answered this, you right. know, and you would have been right, right? You have a policy. And this is what it is. And if it was one day after, right, if I was on the 91st day, I don't qualify anymore. And I was right. prepared for that. I was going to just buy a new one right there because I, I can't even go 24 hours without this thing, right? Right, right. And I gave it to her and I said, so, you know, and I won a hundred bucks today. Like, like, I'm like <laughs> you know what I mean? I hit the scratch off ticket. Yeah. But I said, I, I said, it, I didn't earn that. You earned that. And so uh, I want you to have it and I go, you go have dinner with your, your husband, your, you know, your family. And and thank you. She started to cry. She's like, I've been doing oh, wow. this job for, she's like, I've been, I've been working here. I've worked here for 18 years. No one's ever done that before. And I was like, all I want to say to you is thank you. Like, wow. thank you. Because you went above and beyond and that should be commended in any way, right. shape or form. And I didn't earn that money. You know what I mean? Like that didn't belong. I. That's how I felt. It didn't belong right, to me. Right. Like, look, I got the chills right now. It didn't belong to me. There's no <laughs> way. I, there was no way I was taking that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no way. So what could I do? Here's a person that went above and beyond, right? And I was super grateful. And, yeah. you know, all of us and you and, and, and whoever else is out there listening is find those moments. You know what I mean? Not just like that or anything, but find the moments that you can be grateful for something. Look for the good in every situation, because if you look for the shit, you're gonna find more shit. If you think right. the world is caving in, or if you think that whoever's against you or whatever it is, then that's the that's the narrative that you have. And what I'm taking away from you today, Sammy, and the many and the conversations that you and I have had over the, over these last few months is that you know I get to create me. I get to, I get to build my happiness. And we didn't get deep into your, the story of, you know, your ex and the the divorce and and what you've been going through and her just up saying, I don't want to be a mom anymore. I don't want to be a wife anymore. I don't want to do that shit. I'm out. Like, and here you are going, wait, 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 hold on a second. (laughs) That's not how this works. right (laughs) like That's not how it works. It was just to get up and go, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. This isn't just to give them back. Like, that's not how it works. But again, people need to understand is that you have taken that and turned it into a positive as negative as it can be and the hurt on the kids and all these things. And here you are helping your daughter with self image and your son as well. And so it's like, I want people to take away today that I want them to know that even in your darkest hours, even in your lowest moments, man, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you get
1: to create that day. You get to be in charge. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to interrupt you right there. The, please. the The beautiful thing, and no, I'm not perfect, but the thing that I feel really good about is I left everything on the table. I busted my butt to be an amazing dad and work from home dad since 2017 to help with issues that were going on with depression and and what you just mentioned. And no, not being perfect, but knowing that I was conscious And every week, every month, every year, trying to be better and putting forth as our friend Deadpool, if you've seen the Deadpool movie, (laughs) maximum effort, you know, maximum effort in every aspect of my life. And that's why I'm such a happy person right now is, yeah, that was pretty shitty the day before Thanksgiving, having that go down and worrying about the kids constantly. And by the way, closing $36 million worth of multifamily deals between Thanksgiving and And Christmas in the midst of all that, with these amazing partners of mine, and them coming to bat for me, and all of us with the same mindset of we're going to get better, we're going to improve, we're going to get to a billion. And guess what? Getting to a billion absolutely involves us being good families. You know, having good home relationships. My business partner is also a work-from-home dad, and on our Zoom meetings, his two little kids are on the meetings. After now, people text me like, "Why the hell is is are his kids there?" I'm like, "Well." His wife works and he works and sorry, it's a distraction, but we love our kids. And that's the type of company we have, you know, we we love our kids. And sometimes it's a little bit distracting. I have my kids on zoom calls sometime and they jump on my lap and interrupt, but, but guess what? You know, I left everything on the table and the habits that got me there are what are creating my happiness today not because it's easier. I'm over the fact that she walked out and that my kids are going through a lot. I'm going through a lot, but the happiness comes from knowing that I created the habits to become a really good person and I'm still improving and it's only up from here. And that's what I'm focusing on. And like I said, the next 10 years are going to be so much better than the last 10 years. My daughter is going to be 18 in 10 years. I'm really excited to see her grow as a person. And, um, Learn from this just as I am, you know, and so creating those habits are what helped me get through that. You know, I just can't imagine where I would be. And and I told someone I wear it as a badge of honor, knowing that I gave my everything and it's okay. You know, sometimes people walk out of our lives and it's okay, but I can only imagine what I'd be feeling like if I didn't leave everything on the table, if I didn't do everything I possibly could. And I think, again, that's where the true happiness comes from loving yourself because you know, you're doing everything you possibly could. Hey, I wish I had the mic.
0: I just want to do a mic drop, man. That's well said, dude. It's it's so true. You know, you epitomize, you know, that the creating habits and following them and having values and boundaries are literally the spice of life. Because when you have those great boundaries and you have those, when you have great clarity on who you are and what you want, decision-making becomes easy. And that's the thing that most people struggle with. They don't really struggle with they struggle with decision like should I shouldn't I is this right is it way oh I don't know what I should you know and when you have clear values that becomes easy the decisions yep. become easy it's like nope this is what I'm gonna do and when and I'll, I'll go back and I, and I want people to hear that is because even in this you know when you were going through the the stuff with your ex-wife at the time what you know the depression and being there and like oh we can get through this we can do this it's like yeah, man, I'm going to, I'm going to fight. We're going to make this happen. You know what I mean? Don't worry. I, you know, and you had values to what marriage was and what my commitment was. I'm committed to this. So once I said, yeah, we're going to make this happen. And, and that's, that goes into everything that you do today, man. And I know that's why that billion is, is just scratching the surface of where you're going and what's happening, man. So I just really appreciate you and you telling your story And uh, giving our listeners today, some, some really actionable stuff to take with them. So Sammy, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. All right. And everybody else out there until next time, get your ass out there and be the best version of you. Subscribe to Optimal Self, wherever you listen to
1: podcasts. So you never miss an episode. For more information on how to be the best version of you, visit OptimalSelf.today and follow at OptimalSelf1
0: on Facebook, at Optimal underscore self on Instagram, and subscribe to
1: Optimal on YouTube. Thank you for listening.